Welcome to Listening Well with me, Stephanie, where every week I'm going to share some insight on how to live your best life. This week, I'd like to talk about tips on how to start a meditation practice. The first topic I want to share on is why we start a meditation practice. Meditation is commonly described as a training of mental attention that awakens us beyond the conditioned mind and habitual thinking. It, in a sense, reveals the true nature of reality. Meditation has become such a hype word. It is now so cool to do. Go to any celebrity or high-ranking official. Everyone loves to meditate. But maybe you feel there's a whisper in your life that has now become a scream in the sense that it tells you that maybe you need to just chill out. We live in a world of immediacy, and the practice of meditation really helps us to slow down. It allows us to let go of this sense of urgency. It also opens us up to other possibilities without too much interference. It's not new news that meditation helps reduce stress and develops concentration. It settles the dust and allows you to see more clearly the essence of who you are, but also how you relate to those around you. It creates a sense of space within yourself so that you can hold more without letting it affect you too drastically. I love this analogy. If you put five teaspoons of salt in a small bowl of water, It would be very different than having those five teaspoons in a bigger bowl of water. We're trying to build that bigger bowl of water within ourselves so that when any saltiness does come into your life, it doesn't taste so bad. Meditation really focuses on our emotional and mental bodies. We are living in a day and age where anxiety and depression are rampant And these can all be managed better through a regular practice, probably because it trains the mind to simply watch whatever arises, good, bad, or ugly, instead of getting swept up in them. Meditation takes you out of those incessant looping stories of dissatisfaction and asks that you hold all of yourself with love and compassion. And the best part? You can meditate anywhere. On the bus, on the train, on your way to work, at your desk, in the shower. All it takes is a few minutes each day. And if you stay consistent in your practice, you will watch how the effects of meditation snowball in your favor. Next, I give you tips on how long you should sit each day when starting out. I often get confused when I see introduction to meditation courses that start you out with 20 minutes of meditation. I mean, no wonder why people fall off the bandwagon. It doesn't become enjoyable if you're asked to sit for so long. So start with just one minute, hell, even 30 seconds. Make the experience enjoyable. When you associate a positive emotion to meditation, it will naturally incentivize you to do it more often. 
So set an alarm and go for it. I would suggest the 5-5-5 structure. Five minutes a day, five days a week, for five weeks. And see how this new habit will form from following just that. Set a reminder on your phone, and over time, this should become second nature. Your body will literally crave a moment of silence. The same way that the body craves exercise when you've just been sitting and eating and drinking for a few days, you will crave that moment where you can just sit and be. So start small. Go with one minute a day, each day, and you'll notice that you will start to be able to sit longer. Meditation will then become a non-negotiable part of your day, like showering or brushing your teeth. You'll just do it because this new habit will be formed. The next topic I'd like to share on is the time and space to practice. It does help to have a regular time and space to cultivate a consistent meditation practice. You'll often hear that the mornings are preferred because your mind is the most clear and empty upon waking up, especially if you don't look at your socials or emails first thing in the morning. If possible, dedicate a space exclusively to your daily sitting, somewhere that promotes a sense of zen and relaxation where your incense are readily available. Cushions are there to support your posture, and your candles are always there in place. You could even go a step further and create an altar with photos or statues that inspire you. I mean, we all have our thing. These decorative items help create a mood to remind you of what you love and admire. I used to be quite fixated on when I would meditate and also the space in which I would meditate. But this has changed a little bit for me because every day is a new day and I feel quite different day to day. I understand that some people work best with structure. For example, they wake up, brush teeth, meditate, make coffee, go for a walk. But some work best with spontaneity. Sometimes I feel super inspired first thing in the morning and highly productive and choose to do some writing first thing. Or maybe I'm feeling very energized and choose to do an exercise or go for a walk. But I also don't beat myself up if I don't meditate every day. I've been placing more emphasis on my informal practice that doesn't require a specific time and place. For example, if you're on a commute and your bus not when you're driving, I take those moments to close my eyes, take a few deep breaths. Next thing you know, five minutes have passed and I'm at my destination. Sometimes meditating when you're amidst the chaos is actually some of the best times to find clarity and stillness. And so that's what works for me. But if you're serious about your meditation practice, it does help to have a space dedicated for your practice. It does help that you can have a time that you can set your alarm to so that you can start to create a little bit more consistency when you begin. Next up, I'm gonna talk to you about how to set your posture in a meditation practice. 
Now, it's important that when you come meditate, that you feel alert, awake. We are trying to fall awake, not fall asleep. Generally, a meditation posture should feel open and relaxed. So as we sit, we can scan the body for any obvious areas of tension and then find ease and breathe into those spaces. Our skeletal structure should feel erect and upright, but the muscles that surround our posture should feel loose and at ease. Here are some helpful tips a teacher might relay to you in a meditation class. Sit in a way that allows the spine to be upright and relaxed. Sit bones are balanced, and the head is being pulled to the sky. The shoulders and hips are in alignment. Place the hands on the thighs, palms facing up or down, whatever position that allows the shoulders to feel most at ease. The back of the neck feels long, and you can do this by tucking the chin into the throat slightly. Then bring relaxation to the facial muscles, allowing the forehead and brow to be smooth. The micro muscles around the eyes will soften and keep the cheeks relaxed so that the teeth can part, but lips will close. The jaw should feel relaxed and the neck at ease. If you're seated on the floor cross-legged, a good tip for anyone who is working around tight hips is to elevate the sit bones with yoga blocks or cushions. This will naturally bring more space and ease into the hip joints and allow you to sit for a longer period of time. Everyone has a unique body, so the position that makes you feel most awake and alert may look completely different from someone else. Honor your body. One position is not better than the other. So maybe you need to sit in a chair, and this would be just as effective as sitting in a cross-legged position. Maybe sitting in a chair is not possible for you that day, so you choose to lie down. But again, we're not falling asleep. We're trying to fall awake. A few questions that you can ask yourself is, in which position can I sit the longest without A, feeling pain in the body, B, start to cramp, and C, not get any pins and needles after only five minutes of sitting. Again, you want to find a position that promotes alertness, but also relaxation. Sometimes you're working with an injury or it's not possible for you to sit upright like a monk in lotus position, and that's okay. Honor your body. Use any props for support. Lean back against a wall or even lie down if you're not feeling so good on that particular day. And to wrap up this week, I want to share with you the importance of setting an intention when you come to meditate. If you've been to a yoga class, you'll notice that a teacher will often ask for you to set an intention at the beginning so that every movement you make is coupled with a sense of purpose. 
every breath will integrate that intention. It can be a word, phrase, a message to yourself, or mantra. This intention reminds you to come back to the present. The same goes for when we take the radical act to sit and meditate. Just like we have goals at work or in our personal lives, we can create a motivation for our meditation. What brings you to meditate today? Of course, on one hand, we are setting a goal for our practice, but we try to hold these goals lightly and find enjoyment in the practice. If you come to your practice and say to yourself, I hope to find peace and clarity today, and instead what you find is a messy terrain of thought that is jumbled and all over the place, just smile at what's there and take a few more breaths and end on a positive note. We're not here to be hard on ourselves. Oftentimes, our intentions are to embody a characteristic to enhance our lives. But sometimes we also want to let go of something through intention. Maybe you want to let go of self-criticism, let go of anger, judgment. If you are trying to let go of something as an intention for your meditation, just make sure that your intention has a positive undertone. For example, instead of saying, I want to be less angry, you can rephrase it to, I want to be more joyful. Words are so powerful. Make sure you use them wisely. Well, these have been my top five tips of this week, and I'd love to hear from you. How has your meditation practice been going? Thanks for listening well. The link to our website is in our show notes, and I'll be back with another week of daily episodes to inspire you to live your best life.